the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Katmandu Coast to Coast podcast. Katmandu Coast to Coast, season number five. And what do you know? This is episode number five. Of course, in the house, in the studio, is the one and only team captain of Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist, Mr. Richard Greer. Welcome, Richard. Yeah. How's it going, Angus? Good to be back for another Coast to Coast episode. Always enjoy doing these Katmandu Coast to Coast podcasts, mate. Always enjoy it. Uh, what have you been doing? Have you been. Have you been doing a bit of training for this whole thing? I've been trying to pretend that I'm doing some bit of training. I actually paddled the gorge oh, a week and a half ago, something like that, with my son um, in a double. That, uh, that. Yeah, turned out to be quite a bit of resistance training is probably what you put that down to. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, actually, I need you to paddle now. There's a rapid coming up. Let's do some paddling, shall we? Uh, How did yeah. you enjoy that, though? Oh, is I think, it, well, that's probably like any gorge trip, isn't it? Like, it was enjoyable probably, as he's talked about, like half to three quarters of the way through. And then it's a long way, isn't it? We had a headwind at the top of the gorge like you mostly do, and then it started raining and started to get quite cold towards the end. And then uh, coming down towards the end, um, there was uh, some guys with a trailer and some boats on it uh, at Woodstock. And I was like, oh, there's a chance here. Like, the bottom lip was probably getting pretty low by then. Um, <laughs> there's a chance here if we go, like, we might be able to chat to them and get a ride to Mount White Bridge. And I, t- I tell you, we were almost aquaplaning. He was into it at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> they were just driving away, and we sort of waved at them, and they jumped out of the van, and, uh, and they uh, – Reckon you might be able to drop us off at uh, at uh, the finish line at Gorge Bridge, and they said, "Oh no, we're going to Oxford." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Turns out we're paddling oh. the rest, doesn't it? Okay then. Thanks for your help. We'll just carry on. No, that. Uh, what did you do then? Did you, did you stick a little stick off his helmet with like one of those pure cola gels or something, <laughs> just in front of him, just dangling in front of him there to yeah, chase? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, would have been good. Yep. So we just paddled. Well, I paddled and he paddled a bit. <laughs> a good <laughs> oh, street that's awesome, though. That's, yeah. that's, but, but, uh, what a way to introduce introduce the young generation into that's the right. gorge. Like, yeah, it's not that's many right. people can say they've paddled at that age paddled through the gorge mate no it's it's and he did well we uh we didn't probably had to have three brace strokes that actually meant something sort of thing so he did he did well through it and uh he actually took his fishing rod too which is pretty funny so he actually did some fishing on the way too. stopped three or four times for for a bit of a fish and um he actually got one on just below hamilton rapid uh max the other guy that we're with uh turned around as we paddled the rapids like he's nowhere to be seen um Max, Max. Uh, it turned out that he would actually, before the Hamilton Rapid, was spinning backwards in an eddy that he couldn't get himself out. So we stopped there for a while and did some fishing. He actually hooked one, but didn't get it in. So, so oh yeah, quite God. an eventful trip. And unfortunately, uh, after all that sort of uh, all the different stuff going on, uh, we have a run group at six o'clock, uh, and it turns out that I only was only getting off the river at Gorge Bridge at twenty to six. So I had to sort of um, say, "Sorry, team, I'm not going to make it." So luckily, the rest of the crew stepped in and, and 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 did a good job of that. You didn't like just before you got to some of those rapids, just like turn around and ask ask him if he uh, paid attention at swimming lessons. 
<laughs> no, there was none of that. I was like, you need to paddle now. Like, yes, you need to paddle. And definitely feel when he was doing something, but uh, but she's a big boat uh, in a double when there's not much happening, that's for sure. And those flat headwinds, okay, just paddling. So, no, good value. Great fun. Good to do it. And uh, was pretty exciting to get to the finish line, that's for sure, just like any other gorge paddle. Excellent, excellent. Well, as always, the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcasts are all about uh, trying to spread some love, spread some information and uh, some learnings so that we can help you uh, get from the west coast of the South Island all the way across to the east coast. You're going to do a bit of running and biking and a bit more running and clambering and, like you say, Rich, a bit of paddling down the down the old uh, canal and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then of course ride home so that's that's what it's all about but tonight uh, episode five we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition later in the episode we've got Maraway sure. from uh, pure on board who's uh, who you know pure have been uh, good supporters and sponsors of the Kathmandu coast to coast for some time now absolutely and I think one of the other things with all those like paddling down the canal as you mentioned that, uh, over the mountain run you'll have an adventure you'll have a story to tell at the end of it it's probably not going to go exactly to plan as you hoped so uh, that that's part of the fun of it and part of why this race is so iconic isn't it oh, it, it absolutely mate it, to- it totally is it totally is just uh before we get to our guest because we've got Sam Lamp on as well who's a mm. dairy farmer uh from uh Methan Wake um uh, to join us as well, and he's going to tell us all about how he got involved in this and 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 where he's at in between uh, herding kids and herding cows. Um, but just a few things to tick off, mate. Hey, still a couple of support crew spots did i hear yeah there are yeah there's uh, been a couple of people pull out of our support crew service so there's a couple of spots open up so if you're battling with mm. uh, uh family or whoever's uh supporting you we do have a couple of spots available so if you want a hand in that space and uh um maybe your family just want to come and cheer you on rather than having to do the heavy lifting just let us know just jump on jump online and get in touch with us that's that's available um and the other thing, actually, we just did, we did it on Friday, had a great day out of the Coast to Coast uh, Skills Clinic as well. Um, we had uh, Sam Manson from Top Sport Kayaking come and did some kayaking stuff with us, did cool. some river river uh, running, river crossing, getting getting uh, pretty wet amongst that, and then also did some bunch riding stuff as well on a beautiful Canterbury day up at Gorge Bridge. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys that come along to that. It was pretty awesome. Um, but also from the Coast to Coast team, we've got uh, a bit of an update going on for the 2024 handbooks. They're online, ready for you to print out. So I guess the key thing with any with the handbooks and we see this over and over and over again is make sure you print your handbook out and actually read it would you agree with that angus oh, i totally agree and actually it'd be interesting to see now that they've made changes whether whether uh matt is going to reread it whether he'll have to reread it. <laughs> matt uh, Stewart, uh, team cp coach is the handbook guru he's read That's that right. cover to cover in fact we've always joked that it'd be quite good if he did a an audio book for some of us so uh, we could listen to it <laughs> <while> training. But, <laughs> exactly. uh, he wouldn't even need to read it he would just be able to sort of spit it out but it is good i was just thinking reflecting on this actually before the show back in the old days in the early 2000s late 90s they didn't have a handbook at all like you just turn up and that's why you're so damn nervous because you didn't know what the hell was going on whereas this time like now like it's all there it's all there for yes. you your lists and everything are there um all the the the, the um the guidelines of where to park and how to do it and and etc etc so it's a great resource and it really takes a lot of the questions and guesswork out of out of um the whole event as well so make sure you print it off and um and uh, have a good read if you're a season season campaigner you'll be asking oh do i have to read that again because i've already read it you need to go through and have a double check of some of those updates some of the updates that we've got here 
uh, there's some additional cutoffs for longest day and one day teams. We're not going to tell you what they are. You need to jump into the handbook and actually figure that out for yourself. So there's some cutoff times for longest day athletes and one day teams. Uh, there's some stuff in there about camping at Kamara. So that's on the West Coast uh, before before the start of your race being Thursday night for two days and Friday night, uh, Thursday and Friday for one day. So there's some stuff in there about that in terms of... been some um, good times at Kamara camping over the years, like because way back registration obviously used to happen at the race course there at at, mm, at Kamara and then then down at the town hall for the briefing. Juddy used to give the old briefing down at the town hall there. But it used to be such a good community there on that night, all those couple of nights there at the Kamara Raceway. And it's great to see that camping's back on the cards there. Totally nervous night, isn't it? Like not a particularly restful sleep there, but absolutely. So there's some stuff about Kamara camping. Um, also for two day support crew departing from Klondike Corner. Basically, what they're saying this year in the past, you've been able to go and get your kayaker sorted and then come back, but that just creates a whole bunch of um, congestion. So pretty much when you leave Klondike Corner. Uh, on the day two of the coast to coast for day two athletes, support crew basically need to pack up their tent and everything and head away. So you're not the time is challenging to be able to drive down the road and get parked at Gorge Bridge at the end of the kayak. So that's one uh, key thing. Grade twos, if you've recently completed your grade two, make sure you sign um, you sign it, then email it through to the River Safety email address on the coast to coast, so you can find that under the kayaking. Um, piece and then also the other key piece is that um, some 2024 bumper stickers uh, and your Kathmandu discount vouchers have been hitting the post box recently just for New Zealand based athletes as well so keep an eye on your letterbox for that have you got your coast to coast uh, 2024 bumper sticker lined up Angus I have not I don't know maybe I need to get my hands on one somewhere because I was just thinking about that they're like a badge of honor aren't they that bumper sticker like there's so many cars still around that you see getting around today like probably one of the best bit of Kathmandu advertising there is on windscreens and things like that still from years gone by and and people with a stack of them on the back window of their vehicle I love the list and sort of what years and things and how many of them there are there yeah it's very good it's definitely a badge of honor so so that should be coming your way so make sure that you wear that badge of honor with pride as you sort of line up do some training and and get excited about race day which is Coming around pretty soon as we record this uh, podcast, we are, what are we, what are we, sort of two months out pretty much from race day. Yeah, not many we're sleeps. actually only two weeks out from Christmas, mate. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to do the how many sleeps or how many days because that just gets a bit scary, doesn't it? Well, I think there'll be there'll be uh, definitely people that'll have had a look at that and gone, ooh, ooh, that's too scary. Let's just put that over there because the reality starts to kick in about now on in really, doesn't it? Mm, Because uh, like I said, we're nearly at Christmas and Christmas is quite an interruption to people for, uh, you know, it's a great time. It's a a time for all those loved ones, a time for you to maybe get some brownie points back in the bag again. Um, Mm. And and often if you're away on holiday, it's a time to train somewhere new as well. That's right. And those sort of things, but it is a pretty good landmark in in the in the training regime of once I've gone through there, once we've hit New Year, we're only you know we're now in the twenty twenty four. So yeah, business time. Um, That's right. It's business time. It is. Mm. It is. <laughs> like the way you said that. Let's. I think we'll move on from that business time comment. Um, let's uh, see if Sam is out there. Eh? Shall we have a chat to Sam? We sure can. Hold there, Sam. Hello, yeah, Sam. Guys. Welcome to the Catman Do Coast to Coast podcast. Yeah, g'day. Thanks for having me. Cheers. 
Nice work. So as uh, Angus mentioned uh, at the top of the show, this is the first time coast to coast. You're a, you're a, you're a father uh, of four kids, dairy farmer based near Methven. Um, so you've got a fair bit going on. Why did you decide that the coast to coast was a good idea with all those uh, responsibilities, uh, big jobs that you got going on in your life? Uh, probably a little bit of a mental challenge for me. Um, as you know, um, Farming can probably be up and down a lot of the time and had some pretty good years, but um, probably had a bad experience uh, in the last year or so and thought that uh, mentally I needed to uh, push myself to be stronger altogether and um, and try and get across this line that is probably always set on my shoulder um, from support growing uh, uh, three times, I think it is, yep. for, um, way back from when Josh Scott, uh, my my bro my guy um yep. was kicking around and also for my brother 11 years ago so I thought it was about time to uh step up and have a go myself I'm only doing the two-day individual rather than the the uh one day um so uh yeah I thought there was enough of a challenge and if I can get through this pretty much anything I can get through in life eh yeah, yeah, never, never say never say I'm only doing the two day never ever ever say that yeah that's right. That's right. I shouldn't say that yet. No, it's definitely it. It definitely a forty-two. It feels like it potentially could be a one-day experience for me. Yeah, great. Yeah, good stuff. So, how how is slotting training in um, for an event like this? How's that going for you? How how are you managing that on the farm with everything going on? Obviously, you've through carving and through mating and things now, are you? Yeah. So we uh, finished mating uh, probably about. Four days ago, so the bulls that the bulls are out now, we'll let them do their do their job, and um, so that gets rid of early mornings rather than have to be on the on the vet stand picking cows that are on heat. Um, training's going okay. I've probably had a little bit of up, ups and downs. You sort of feel I feel like I get, you get in a quite a good cycle and everything's going naturally, and then uh, went down with the man flu actually. Um, oh which, no. Uh, had me had me in sweats and on the bed. Never had the flu before in my life, but this was the real flu. Um, not not COVID, which I tested twice. And um, then once I broke through that, I'd organised a jet boating trip for five days down in Haas. So it's all sort of swung into the last uh, 13 days of probably uh, little training, but the last four days have been really good. Um, back out on the bike, uh, back running up Mount Alfred, and um, yeah, just chipping, chipping away and trying to get that uh, aerobic back up. And um, yeah, just legs are feeling pretty good. And life's yeah. So I guess for me, the biggest thing is probably planning, planning forward, having four, having four children, and um, they're all pretty good athletes themselves. And we chase them around a lot of the time. But I, I've got a great wife who supports me and um, and says, look. We've signed up for this. We've spent enough money. Uh, get your ass out there and uh, do some training, fella. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, and how much is that sort of just dragging your ass out? Like, obviously, your early mornings, just that's your job. That's what you do. How 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 many times are you lacing up the shoes going, oh, I've just been kicked out the door. I really don't want to uh, do this. No, uh, to be fair, I really, I, I, I really enjoy a good run. Um, that's, what, that's one of my... Um, getaways in life, I suppose, mm. when no one is annoying me, no one you haven't got staff to deal with. Um, all you can hear is, I mean, I, I, I'm privileged to live in the spot that I live in now, which we've only just moved to in June. But it's uh, nothing to put the shoes on after lunch and go for a 50 minute, minute run up Mount Alfred, 
and I've got a marker up there which I um, which I move each time and uh, you know, I've been lucky enough so far that the marker gets further and further up the hill and then you have to run really quick down to try and get back to the bottom in, in the same time but um, you know, it's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I, I do feel for these people that are training in the city, Christchurch, Auckland, um, those other places that um, aren't quite as appealing. Um, like, uh, I guess Mount Mount Summers is just down the road. I remember um, Braden Curry and um, Glenn Curry speaking about that's how they got into adventure racing. So, I'm, I'm very lucky on the running on the running front. Um, that, that's great. Yeah. Um, as far as the biking goes, I mean, biking on your own is kind of boring. I'm, um, I've joined up with a, um, a group of group of lads and ladies um, in Medfin who go out on a uh, Wednesday social ride, awesome. and yeah. um, <laughs> you, 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 you jump on the you jump on the back of there, and they're like, right, you're up front, Lampy, and I'm like, uh, yeah, we're we're doing like 38 clicks, and I'm like puffing hard. I'm pretty happy at the back here, fellas. Um, yeah, as as I'm as I, as I'm downing another pure, uh, pretty much trying to yeah keep up and um it's yeah it's it's good fun. That group training is good fun as well, but the running I like to do on my own. Um, the kayaking I'm in, I'm in another group. They're pretty much Medford Medford crew, Ashburton crew. We go down to Lake yep. Hood. On a on a Tuesday night, jump in the water at six o'clock, and um, we do a ten k sort of circuit. It's just flat water, and it's like once again you jump in there and you think, oh mate, I've rode before, I've done all this stuff, and 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 you know previous to high school and all that, and you uh you battle away just in dead in dead water, but after that, you know, an hour or so, you bet you're back at the finish line. And you're like, that was great, you know. It's uh, really it gets you out in the balance. Yeah, you. You miss those things when you used to be in group trainings with a lot of rugby and stuff like that growing, mm. growing up through the grades and that. And it's really good to go out and do some of those, uh, some of the fitness in the group. It's yeah, it's good. There's some good people, yeah, meet some good people along along the journey so far. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and that's that sort of sitting back, relaxing afterwards. Uh, those group sessions uh, is the what it's all about, isn't it? And that shared experience. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of people come up to me and go, "You're all upper body, mate." What are you? What are you doing? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm in a kayak. I'm, and they're like, mate, you got to use your legs. You got to be rotating these things back and forth. And here I am, just grinding and grinding and grinding. And it's, uh, it's probably looks quite funny on the sideline anyway. But my forearms get sore, my shoulders get sore. But I'm actually learning a little bit of this technique through um, through good. a few good lads that are sort of taking me taking me to the side and said, try this and try that and uh, move your legs and do that and uh, yeah good. It's, good. It's, it's, it's getting it's getting better I, I guess I'm no Lisa Carrington or anything like that but uh I'm getting there yeah yet I'd say to that comment yet who knows yeah, where yeah, are you yeah, going right. I'm pretty right. confident um how what is the confidence level a couple of months out from race day how are you feeling about this thing uh like if you asked me to do it tomorrow I could do it um right, good. I don't know I don't know whether it'd be pretty uh well it wouldn't it wouldn't be pretty but um <laughs> but um but i guess mental strength is, is a lot a lot of a lot, a lot of what gets you across the line um yep. sometimes the body will break down and and that I've, i guess i've learned a lot of things along the way example mission mount summers um a few weeks back or whatever never cramped up in my life on a run and um this young i cramped up bad like last 7k and this young lady next to me she, she goes you're right and I go oh pretty cramped eh? and she just whipped out this cramp stuff and whipped it under my tongue and away I went I um I just ran the rest of the race with her but uh you learn yeah, yeah. you're learning lots of these things about your body along the way I suppose 
um, at, at what point it starts to hurt and at what point you can try and bring something in as such to try and uh, ease the pain or you know get you get you further along the field to get to the next next stop and um, yeah, refuel and carry on yeah nice, um, nice. Is, there, is there an element of the race that you're most nervous about uh, definitely uh, I mean uh, I guess a lot of people run from the age of well we had kids that were running at two years old one and a half mm. year old but um, yeah. so that, that comes easy to a lot of people right um, cycling has cycling you learned learn to bike early not many people get in a kayak at a young age. I mean, I'm watching some of these younger, younger kids in kayaks at the moment, and they are amazing. But yeah. um, kayaking is definitely the thing that's probably uh, the little fella sitting on my shoulder going, you can't do this, mate. And um, it's probably yeah. been, um, you know, I've been through, been through the gorge twice now, um, and, you know, I'm pretty much giving that fella a little bit of a flick. But yeah. it, it's, def- it's definitely there. It's definitely there. I, I, it, uh, you know... The, I've watched the the water levels drop slowly and slowly and slowly, <laughs> and uh, we all obviously know that when the water levels drop, the race gets a lot harder. So um, you, you start thinking, I can probably do this in four and a half, five hours, but realistically, um, in, in the reality of things, it could be five and a half, mm. five hours, 45, six hours, but I guess that's just part of the race, isn't it? You don't know what you're going to get on the day, and... Um, if you can get through that mental side of things, you'll um, hopefully yeah make it make it all the way to the beach and um, have a nice beer at the end of it. Yeah, good stuff. It is just about unpacking it, unwrapping it one little bit at a time, isn't it? Like it, and that, especially that kayak, it feels like it's a long way and lots in front of you when you when you're sort of uh, pushed off right at the start at Mount White Bridge. But as you sort of get yeah. through it, get through it, get through it, then um, you're like, oh yeah, got through that bit. Oh yeah, got through that bit, and uh, and where you go, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and of uh your approach into christmas and the new year period how you're lining up that with obviously kids at home from school and uh and work on the farm i'd imagine we'll sort of keep chipping away as well what's going how are you yeah looking to so pretty that? pretty pretty much uh going forward going forward from now i've put myself on a um on a, on a bit of a diet uh trying okay. trying to um build up some brownie points so when i get to christmas i can open the belt buckle one or two and uh <laughs> and um and then um you know have that bay have that base fitness but yeah from from here on out i guess i'm very lucky with the staff i've got when you get to um you know you, you can be busy in the morning and the afternoons sort of give you a lot give you a lot more freedom so i do a lot of my training and training in the afternoon um trying or, or early early evenings um probably won't be leering up as much as I have in the past uh, with with Christmas and obviously New Year's um, yeah we'll probably keep that keep that pretty low key yeah. I'd say and um, just yeah uh, keep, keep chipping away I've actually I've got a brother coming back from Singapore on the on the 19th I think it is um, and he's uh, he's pretty keen to get through goats Pass, so um it's it's pretty much lined up for I think the twentieth the day after he gets in. So hopefully I can run that I run that with him. That'll be pretty special to do that with my big bro and just keep keep trying to chip away from there and just yeah little you know try and try and do some substantial things each week, but mm-hmm. also keeping keeping those um, you know hour to two hour trainings and bet- um, uh, the other days as well and a few couple of rest days here and there to refresh the legs and uh, yeah. And the mental side of things, yeah. Perfect. Well done, Sam. Well done. In your eyes, what would success look like to you once you finish across that finish line in New Brighton? 
success would probably look like. I'm, hey, I'm not. I'm not out. To, I, I, I'm. I mean, I'm not out to win this. I'm not bloody. You know, Sam Madsen, Braden Curry, whoever you want to say. But I, I'm doing this for my own, for my own um, peace of mind. That I believe probably, if I had the opportunity earlier in life, which I potentially did, but I, I, I can I can do this and I can do it well and I can enjoy it. Um, yeah. Get to the finish line and. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of couple of good mates, um, Ben Woodhouse and uh, Mike Rivelsford, and um, the family's coming along. So probably a lot of a lot of that'll be hanging in my head. Don't let these guys down, eh? So if I can sit down and have dinner or whatever it is, or takeaways and um, enjoy a beer, and the mates turn to me and say, "Mate, good on you, fella," um, and I'll try and rope one of them in for for next year or something along those lines, and um, we can carry on a bit of a tradition or something along those, yeah, something like that. How good, well, that, how good. That always is the tradition. Sport crew, support crew to uh, competitor. So yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's how right. this that's how this whole system continues to the wheels keep going <laughs> around. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, that's fantastic. Good. And great to have the family there just to be able to, to share that with them because obviously that obviously by the sounds of it, they're doing a fair bit themselves. They're pretty they're pretty um, good little athletes, but then also great for you to be able to show them that that you're able to knuckle down and um, and uh, train for something and go and execute a race day, a couple of race days. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it, it, absolutely. It, it, I guess that's something that hangs hangs over me as well. I mean, I um, I've, I've been out and did a couple of kayak races, and I'm pretty sure I was uh, third to last in one of them, and. Um, the kids pretty much sat me down at the table and said, "Look, more practice, big fella. You've got to uh, hit, that, hit that water a bit more." And um, and you know, training, training. You know, Richie McCaw always said that uh, the more you train, the more you enjoy. So uh, when it comes to the big dance, so well, that, that's the, that's the plan at this stage as well. So hopefully they can be proud of their father and um, and look back at it in time to come and maybe want to jump in the kayak as well um, and or, or, or do it as a team, however they want to do it. But yeah. Uh, I think no doubt success for you, Sam, will definitely come. Just listening, listening to this, you're, you know, you're, you're so positive, you're confident, uh, you've done all the right things so far by getting involved in local groups and other people and, and, uh, and, and using the experience, learning some stuff about kayaking from some more experienced people. So you're ticking all the boxes, mate. You're really, the comment that you you could do it tomorrow, it might not be pretty, but you could do it tomorrow. That's always a good thing because there's a lot of people will get to the start line and go, shit, I don't know if I can I can make this. But if in your mental head, in your space already, you're saying, actually, you know what, if I had to do it tomorrow, if they said, shit, we've got to bring this forward, I could, yeah. then that, that's a really good start because now, from now on in, anything you add to that now is going to be just make that day so much more, those days, so much better. Yeah, no, words are cheap though sometimes, eh? <laughs> yeah, but I can hear that strength and that mental and those That's top two right, inches. Yeah, no. that, yeah, I can hear that loud and clear. And this is a guy yeah. for four days training off the back of uh, man flu and then sort of his liver um, to having a bit of a pummeling <laughs> with the, <laughs> the jet boat trip as well. So, uh, no, I love it. Love it, Sam. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, all the best for the training. I look forward to following your progress and ultimately giving you a high five as you cross that finish line in your Brighton. It's exciting stuff and and enjoying enjoy the training and, and um, yeah, make the most of the next few months and we'll see you there. Yeah, no, that's awesome, guys. I, I, I must say a big shout out to everyone that gets involved in this as well. Like it's, it's um, you know, there's, there's people out there that, 
um, shuttle people, you know, whether it be mums, dads, aunties, uncles and all that kind of stuff. And even you, you guys behind the scenes and all that, you know, um, Glenn Curry's one to stop on the street sometimes and middle he's flat out chasing sheep or uh, or harvesting and that kind of stuff. But he's never he's never shy to give a bit of uh, inf- information across and that kind of stuff. So it is it's yeah, there's some real cool people along the way and um, a lot of support goes in for people like myself, families and all that kind of stuff that help each other. So it's uh, full credit to them. Mate. And um, I'm pretty looking forward to the day. Yeah, it's exciting. Good job. Good job. Well done, Sam. Look after yourself and we'll catch you soon. Cheers, Thank you very much, Sam. We'll see. Thank there it goes again. Look at those. Those organs. <laughs> the double that. thumbs up. The double thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. We must Something give that there. a ball. I hope you boys have got the uh, fireworks ready in New Brighton for me when I get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely have them there. You've got more special effects than what this, this whole podcast has, so you've done well there, mate. All the hopefully, best. We'll see you in See you, mate. Yeah, hopefully it's not dark. See you guys. That was my thought. first thought when he talked about um, fireworks going, well, we don't really want fireworks because that means you're coming in about 10 o'clock at night. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, For all those that are listening, there was a, uh, a little bit of uh, graphical fireworks going off in the back of Sam's uh, in his background on his on his phone and and previous to this the reason why we're having a little bit of a laugh about it is because before we went live we were it happened and none of us could work out how that happened he thought we'd done it to him but uh, anyway he's the man with the special effects and <laughs> and mate he is he is the reason we do this listen listen to that guy uh, the passion that's there this this event has has really uh, done something for him already uh you yes, know he's yes. been there and been support crew over the years and uh and now he's stepping up to toe the start line uh for himself for his kids um all the reasons that you need uh you know just just that's it's why i'm always uh, excited to be involved in this Kathmandu coast to coast mate yeah no it's so good it's so good hey um the other day i got an email it was probably three or four days ago um from from rob i'm gonna read it out to you because it was very good uh, i have asked permission to see make sure that he is but <laughs> but um he said hi richard i've listened to this whole season of pod uh the podcast number five for the coast to coast in a day and after the third or fourth time he said reach out if you need some advice i thought bugger it i'm reaching out i was support crew for some friends last year in a tandem and put my name down this year after missing out like a lot of people did and seeing i was in the 400s on the waitlist i shelved the idea I, I shelved the idea opened another beer with another beer which is quite a skill in itself and went back to the family size packet of chips and the couch with my ass print on it last week while watching netflix i got an email saying that i've been offered a place in the two-day race individual race Due to extremely high levels of FOMO, I accepted. Now I have eight weeks to train. She'll be right, eight. I've booked my kayak course for the 27th to 30th of December in Murchison. I'm borrowing a boat that I'm picking up Friday. I rode my bike for the first time on Saturday. I'm quite sure there must have been some wet concrete on Evans Pass. I did appreciate the words of encouragement from the grandmother pushing a double stroller up the hill as she walked past, though. I work away from home a lot, so thinking I need a bit of a plan for some nutrition and some training. I'm not trying to be the next Steve Gurney. I just want to enjoy myself, finish with it in the time cutoffs, and ideally not come last. Bit about me, a mountain bike for years, sporadic short distance jogger. Did the Challenge Wanaka Multi in a tandem recently, but that's about my kayaking experience. Not afraid of water, which will be great, as I think my kayaking kite will spend at least half the time upside down. I would love to have a yarn, meet up with some for some pointers. I'm going to send it, but may as well ask for some help along the way. Love your work and look forward to hearing from you. So I had a chat to Rob the other day. Uh, what a good New Zealander. 
<laughs> well, I mean, crikey, Dick, the guys accepted the challenge where, like he says, yeah, he's yeah. eight weeks out, and we have seen this weight list dwindle. Uh, oh, or, it's about down to zero. Our, yeah. our Aaron, our one of our coaching team, he was dead last on the wait list. He's been nicknamed 1080, but actually it was 1020, I think is his actual number. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's down to, uh, he's he's, a, he's almost going to get an entry in the next week or two, I think, um, which is off that thing about probably September or like as Rob mentioned, uh, when I was hundreds down, I just sort of gave up. But but it's tough to get off the couch like Rob has and uh, prepare for this and sort of throw a lot at it. A lot of people want to have the time to be able to to prepare and to train and get organized. And it does take a good year for most people. So um, I guess that's a bit of a learning for next year. If you are down the wait list and you are happy to commit and uh, maybe not have an entry just yet, by the time Christmas comes around, uh, you'll probably have one because I'm sure that same sort of thing will go on for years to come as well. Yeah, I mean, don't give up. Uh, keep on training, even if you are a few hundred on the list next year. If it's if it's your first time, and you and you get an entry next year, and you're you're on the wait list, and you're a few hundred down, keep training because even if you don't get on next year, if you do get on, you'll have one year's worth of training in the bank already, and you'll be even better. That's right, and it takes a year to sort of learn how to paddle a boat. I think a summer to learn how to paddle a boat and paddle a river with some more water in it, rather than having to try and do it during winter. So, um, yeah, definitely, just start building those skills if you if you're doing that. But uh, that led me to thinking, what are some sort of tips that I'd give all those robs out there that are like, oh heck, maybe I have entered but I haven't trained, uh, or I've just got an entry. So, so first of all. I'd say get in touch. Um, we do have time for you. We've got a coaching team, so um, but we do have a break over Christmas for a couple of weeks as well. So, so um, and hey, even just a bit of a chat can line things up. If you're lining up the race and uh, uh, do it yourself, hey, even a bit of a uh, half an hour catch up, thinking about a bit of a race plan and and things like that can be really really useful. And dialing in how you actually run your taper could be really useful as well. But but some other tips, I'd say read the handbook would be number one, get that handbook printed off and read it back cover to cover, make some notes, get some highlighters out and and go from there. Get your gear organized. It's a big gear logistics type race. So go through those um, lists within the handbook and, and suss out what you've got, what you need, what you what you could borrow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the other thing I think we want to think about is what could you could get in the way of you not actually finishing? So number one was probably injury. And uh, we did a really good podcast a couple of podcasts ago on um, uh, with the team from Motus on load management we talked about and how you kind of build yourself up. You don't want to just go all guns blazing, then get injured, and then you can't do it. So that'd be number one. Uh, gear breakdown could be another reason why you don't actually finish. So are your rudder cables connected? Are you, is your bike serviced, et cetera? Making sure your gear's all sorted. Skills is another reason, like actually um, keeping your boat upright and making sure you can get over the terrain and, and learning to ride in a bunch because that is a skill. You don't want to do that the first time on race day. Pacing yourself. So, I mean, the main way that we learn that is actually by trying to simulate the race. Um and that's something that you should be doing now as well. And probably the other key thing that springs to mind is nutrition. So that's part of that whole simulating race day. How long is it going to take me? What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink, et cetera? So, um, yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about right now with Moreira in regards to nutrition. We are, but I just need to make – I just want to go back to that to that email there because I yep. think this is a first. I, I could be wrong, and and again, be like Rob and reach out. Well, two reasons. Be like Rob and reach out. If you've got any questions or uh, anything you're unsure of, please do reach out, and we're happy to cover these off, either give you some support privately or maybe it'll be a good 
uh, discussion topic for the podcast. Yep. But be like Rob and binge listen to our podcast. Like you hear everybody talk about binge watching something, a series on Netflix. I don't know that we've ever had anybody come forward and say, hey, I binge listened to your Katmandu Coast to Coast podcast, Richard. Yeah, well, there have been a couple of people in the past that they've said they've listened to the podcast all the way to registration, driving from True. Chicago. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but do it now. So then you can learn some stuff and maybe put it into practice. I do get nervous yeah. that those people probably know more about me than I do um, <laughs> with the different things you talk about. So, but anyway. Well, hey, hey, if they, if Richard, if they knew you, they would have got the reference to business time earlier in the uh, <laughs> earlier in the podcast, mate. I, I well challenge off. anybody to come forward and, uh, and, and uh, tell us they understand the reference. Anyway, back to nutrition, back to something I like doing, which is eating. Marewa Sutherland, Pure Nutrition, come on in. How are you today? I feel inspired after listening to Sam. I know, right? I know. I, I get that. And uh, Yeah, that was very inspiring. That's good. That's good. And you, I just heard that you're actually putting the toe on the start line this time around as well. Yeah, I think um, last year at registration or this year at registration, it was just so inspiring seeing everyone come through and I got the biggest FOMO that I wasn't racing. So I promised if I could get in, I would do it. And sure enough, we're in and we're doing um, two-day tandem. So, yeah. Cool. And who are you doing that with? Oh, sorry, Rich. Um, family friend, um, Abby Delore. She's done it. She's done the one day, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah. So I feel like I can never sleep in the kayak leg <laughs> while she paddles on. Can be like Nate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we need you now. You need to actually do some paddling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You just do the nutrition in the back there. Just uh, make sure you're, you're, the team's fueled. Make sure you're fueled. Yeah, yeah, that's my, yeah. probably my main job of the day, actually, all the two days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so we're as we mentioned in the show, like we're uh, just over two months till race day, um, and most people are sort of into the swing of their training at this stage. What key nutrition elements should they be focusing on while out doing their training at the moment? Any sort of key tips there? Yeah, so um, as you say, two months. It's not that far away when you think about it. So. I'd like to think by now you would have your full race day nutrition plan locked in. So that's knowing exactly what you're aiming for on race day. Um, and the reason you need that is because you probably need the, at least the two months to put that into practice. So you know mm. that it's actually working for you. You know that your body's able to accept the nutrition you need. It's such a, a big demand on the body that it takes this time to lead in and actually for some athletes, train your body to accept that nutrition. Like I know for me, the amounts you need is, is so high that I, I can do that for an hour or two, but for hours and hours and hours, you um, that's a whole nother game. So mm. it's massive. Nutrition, it's funny, I'm a sports nutritionist, so I've been trained that nutrition's one of the most important things, but it's not until training for coast to coast, I've realized it's literally make or break out there. It's a nutritionathon, isn't it? Like it's actually an eatathon. Like how much can you get in? And the better you, like you might not be the fittest there, but if you can get that fuel in, then you're going to go well, aren't you? Or better. Literally, yeah. And it's amazing what the body can do. You can start small and then train your body to accept bigger loads. It's just amazing. So yeah. I think, um, especially I've noticed goats pass. Um, obviously that takes hours. Um. Mm. 
I, I thought, oh yeah, nutrition's a good to have for performance or whatever. It is such a mind field out there. And I say mind is in your brain because you need, you literally cannot relax the whole run because you put one foot wrong and you're, you're, you're sort of out. So nutrition was just such a big importance for that. And, mm-hmm. and just having that ongoing nutrition steadily the whole way, it just, I, I'm still mind blown by it really, to be honest. That's awesome. And, and yeah, so as you say, like it needs to be sort of, can I, uh, consume this while I'm moving over this tricky terrain or padding my boat or whatever I'm doing. But the other key bit there is yeah. intensity as well. Like how hard am I going to be going on race day? And can I actually, it's one thing having a sandwich at Goat Pass where we're having a chat, but it's another thing actually, are you going to do that in race day? It's completely fine if that's what your plan is, but how hard are you going yeah. to go? And then training that as well, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's where like those really long sessions or those intense sessions are so important for using your race day nutrition plan to try and execute it and work towards it. And I think like I'm a big believer in real food and I think real food is amazing for most training. But at this stage of the game, if you're planning to use say supplements come race day, watch the reality is you have to because the load you need is so large that you really have to put that into practice um, now. So come race day, you know exactly what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Um, I had a next question lined up, but I've got it on the list there, Angus. Do you want to read that one out? Oh, which one there, mate? Uh, that's just under the yellow <laughs> bit there with the red bit. What about it's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> about my favourite thing. Why are you making yeah. me ask that <laughs> I just thought I'd <laughs> run up the alley. Well, I mean, it is like Christmas. Christmas is pretty tricky, isn't it? And uh, we all like a bit of Christmas pudding and, and a, oh, some ham glazed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can taste that already, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting set up for this one, but it is a tough time. So how do we manage that? How do we manage? Should we should we uh, penalise ourselves for, for indulging in a bit? Should we force ourselves to not eat it? What's what's the best thing, Mareva, do you think to get us through through that festive season? Just just get on and do it, not think too much about it? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Sam actually put it really well, that I think he was going to look after himself this side of it, but just be ready to enjoy that little bit of the season. And I think, why not? Like, you're doing coast to coast. So now is if there's one Christmas, you're able to reap the rewards of this feast. It, it's this year, right? So, you know, go large, use yeah, it, good. you know, fuel that training. Uh, that ham can last for weeks. <laughs> um, what's better than a ham Sammy at the top of goat's pass? I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, technically you, your body, I think most athletes probably under fuel where, Coast to coast is such a spectrum of athletes. You've got your everyday Joes that are just doing it to get through and and that they might be a different end of the spectrum to you, you know, um your Sam Manson. So I think we're just, you know, you'll know where your body's at, but at the end of the day you need to fuel this training because we're all technically doing a large load of training. So enjoy it. Um yeah, I'm a big believer in foods to be enjoyed. So if you can use it to help fuel training, then go for it. I mean, alcohol is a funny one as well because it, a few drinks are fine, but if they, you know, if you're not getting up to meet your training needs or you just, you know, you're not feeling that, then is it really worth it? You know, possibly not. So, That's and we right. always talk about we always talk about sleep being a very important thing in our training and and things. So I'm I'm assuming by that that I'm allowed the Christmas ham, the pavlova, <laughs> and then an afternoon nap. Yeah, 100%. And naps are so good for recovery, those little naps in the day. Um, so, yeah, sleep, sleep is good. Oh, 
Yeah, it's going to be my fucking <laughs> Just trying to digest yeah. it all. No, good stuff. And I think probably the other point there, Marewa, is, I mean, training is about what you do most of the time, isn't it? Like, it's not going to make any difference at all on a day or a couple of days if you do indulge. Yeah, 100%. It's what you do every day that counts. So that's where nutrition is so important for people taking on this race is because, you know, you need to get the basics right to have like a, you know, a well-balanced diet. You can't just survive on crap, you know, technically. So, um, yeah, it's doing getting the basics right and it's what you do every day that counts. Absolutely. Nice, nice, nice. I think it's also good, Richard, sorry. I think it's also good for, um, it's a really good mental state. The, the Christmas cheer and you know all the other families around and everybody's eating and, and having a really good time you can't discard that either that you know if you exclude yourself from all of all of that good food and everybody's cheer and things that um yeah I just don't think you should do that I just think that you know you should embrace embrace that day and embrace that time and 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 it'll be really good for the mental state as well totally just totally 100%. agree Yep, yep. No, That's totally the point agree. of it. In fact, they probably invented coast to coast in February because of Christmas, right? That's probably what made that <laughs> the offset that Christmas. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. probably, <laughs> most probably, most probably. Um, I'm quite keen to talk to you about breakfast. Like, it's a it's a bit of an interesting one. Like, obviously, it's super important for um, day any day, and especially when you want on those days when you've got some key training and things to do. But on race day, it becomes even more important because, and it's such a balance because you want to be energized for the day. You know, you've got a lot of lot of a lot to do there, but also. It's tricky because you've got to start with a, a run and, and that run can be a jog off the beach for some or you're actually sort of almost in full scene mode for others as well. So you don't want to feel stodgy and overfull as well. Any tips around, I guess, and tips and then food examples of what we could do because we want to be practicing this in our training and then on race day around our sort of breakfast and how we could manage that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's actually, um, it is going to be a challenging area. I know for me personally, because on a race day, I like to have at least two hours to digest your breakfast. Um, what, what what time does the race start? I haven't looked into that. <laughs> you need to read the handbook, Moreover. I'm in denial. I'm <laughs> Apparently you have to sprint off this beach and I'm just yeah. like, what do you mean sprint? <laughs> Surely we all just take it easy. Yeah, well, <laughs> as long as you chat to everybody and get a collective agreement, I'm sure you'll be able to sort of say, hey, yeah, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. let's just kind of take it easy here and be nice to each other. But yeah, there's uh, usually there's some person starts and then it just gets worse. But uh, the individual start at 7 a.m. This is for the um, this is for the two day. And then the teams, which include yeah. you guys and the tandem team, start at about 20 past seven, I think. Uh, check that in your handbook. And then the longest day athletes start at 6 a.m. So, I mean, what time you're having breakfast gets pretty early, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely will. Um, and I believe it takes a little bit of preparation to get to the start. So, don't, yep, don't be thinking. Oh, Marie was just ducked away. Don't don't be thinking that you're going to roll up to the uh, or be able to arrive, you know, at quarter to seven or something. That's for sure. That's always been a. It's it's almost a six o'clock. Drop your yep. bike off, Richard, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you don't want to have to be. Um, Oh, oh, no, Marie was uh, just grabbing her back. Uh, you don't want to be late down there, and there's often a bit of traffic at the start line, like uh, at the bike drop-off as well. So you want to be on the early side of halfway, so you can just wander down to the beach and uh, and get yourself sorted and just enjoy that morning time rather than going, oh, my God, I'm running late. Oh, my gosh, I can't get uh, my bike off the back of the car in time and, and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, Marewa is just having a little connection problem here. So just while she's trying to get herself back online there, Rich, I actually had breakfast written down on my pad here as what I would think is one of the trickiest meals to have. And for, mm. for the first the first day, exactly right. Like you're nervous, you haven't slept probably much uh, the night before, and you've probably had to get up at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, so it's quite early there. So you've got that day one. Day one is pretty um, – pretty tricky day two if you're doing the two day again is that you're potentially cold uh from a night at Kamara dep- uh, at uh, Klondike yep. depending on where you've slept and what you've done Probably. and yep. and, uh, and then again you've had some hurt in the body you've got all of those things going on um uh you know so day two trickier than day one trying to get some breakfast in I'd say day one is trickier because you've got those nerves. By the time you get to day two, yes, you're nervous, but you sort of kind of don't care quite as much maybe as well because you're like, oh, God, I'm just so tired. But but also that depends on your river, like the paddling as well and how you feel about that too. Um, but I think it's trickier on day one because it starts with a run and running's harder, isn't it? Like when you're biking and you don't have to carry your body weight, those things, the breakfast, if it's sitting a bit higher up, that's probably not quite so bad. Whereas, um, whereas that running, you, you, you want to be able to, breathe without it uh coming back up again yeah i but i mean again i go back to day two like you've had a you, you're probably in calorie uh deficit from the yep. day before mm. and you've got a big day ahead and you've also got of course the kayak coming at you on day two which we all know is hard to eat on it the is, kayak, yes. you know? yeah uh, that's right so trying to get plenty in that day before or that morning before, that breakfast. I reckon breakfast anyway for me, breakfast is the trickiest thing. I think we may, may have Marewa back here. Let's she's just trying to get herself organized I hope, there. I hope she comes back before we have a like a fist fight uh to decide which is day one or day two or, <laughs> no, no, no. or maybe we have a vote. You, like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marewa's back. So let's uh hello again. Oh, we haven't got some sound here. We've gone from uh, having a guest who had all of the uh, all of the technical things going on with his big fireworks display. He had all the good stuff going on. To a, which slight is little... a dairy farmer in Mid Canterbury, which is very Mid impressive. Canterbury. The kids getting him sorted. Are you there, Mariah? <laughs> oh, now yeah, I can hear you now. It, that's a little bit embarrassing because yeah, I'm Central Christchurch and my internet's not that reliable. <laughs> that's right you've done well so let's get back to your guidelines around breakfast what um what are your yeah. thoughts around when and what and how we should do that cool so i think breakfast it's really important on race day that it's something that sits well with you so it's all about comfort so we're looking for something that's low in fiber so it's going to be nice and easy to digest so Go for something you you actually want to eat because it's really hard when nerves come into it. Um, you just don't usually have the appetite to stomach a lot of food or, um, yeah, so I would go for something that you like eating. For example, like white toast with Nutella, like lots of butter, Nutella. To me, that's just a beautiful, like easy comfort food to eat that you probably wouldn't have daily. So it's a nice, yeah. it's like a treat food, I guess. Um, mm. Go for something that's nice and easy to get down. I think it's also, um, it's not the be all and end all because it, with nerves, a lot of people have stomach issues on race day. So you probably need to move your focus to race week where you're carbo loading in the four days leading up to the race. 
so that your carbohydrate stores are already really full. So on race day, you're actually just topping those up for the, it is a big day ahead, but you're going to be fueling the whole day. So just taking the opportunity to top them up. And there's also that you don't have to have it all at breakfast time either, do you? You could have it as you're walking to the start line or beforehand too, can't you? Like it could be a bit of a snack. You could bring that option in too. Yep. 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 So we say like you want your main meal within two or at least two hours before to give it time to digest. Sometimes you could even set an early alarm and eat your like breakfast at 3am and then just go back to sleep. And I actually think that gives it a nice time to digest, like snooze for an hour or so. And then an hour before you can have another snack. Um, I think fluids are great there. So that's when your hydration comes into play because you also want to top up your electrolytes and, and those carbs and hydrate as well. So an hour before is great for a snack, then drinking the whole way through. And then 15 minutes before you start, that's when we want to top up those blood sugar glucose levels with just a last minute, um, either a gel or a handful of lollies. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. So speaking of lollies, uh, when we're planning our nutrition, as you mentioned, that's something that we should have organized or beginning organized now so we can practice it. Should we be looking at carbon take? Like is it protein important or or should we just be trying to organize the total calories for the day or or is there a bit of each? How do we kind of do the maths to figure that stuff out? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think when it comes to this ultra endurance kind of event carbs are king and that's what's the most important thing about the day so that's where our aims generally start around and I think it's quite um there's a broad range of carbohydrate requirements but for someone doing an ultra endurance athlete it's up to 90 grams of carbohydrates per hour and I'd say for most athletes doing this race that's sort of the goal they'll be aiming for which is fairly high like it's up there Mm -hmm. to try and get 90 grams of carbs an hour um, we don't really focus on calories as such because if you're meeting your carb aims, you're getting your calories. And also protein does come into it, but there's no um, strict hard and fast rule about how many grams of protein we need. I think hunger comes into it because it's such a long day out or days that you've got to really preempt that. So start early, make sure every hour you are including some real food or something that has protein in it. Um, there's just lots of little pieces of the puzzle. There's electrolytes, there's hydration, there's your carbs, um, but it's all around the carbohydrates, essentially. That's right, and that's a really good tip around uh, making sure you don't get hungry as well. If you're hungry, that's probably when you're low, so make sure, and that's um, to make sure you keep fueling yourself as well. Sorry, Angus, you carry on? Well, well, they did used to say, if you're hungry, it's too late, right? If you get hungry, it's probably too late. Yes. You haven't haven't done it early enough. And I'd say that's the same with fatigue, cramp <laughs> everything it's too late if you've already got the symptom <laughs> 90, 90 grams of carbs uh and now what what's an easy way to get that in um okay so it's actually not an easy way and it, i've sort of learned that in my last um few months training because 90 grams of carbs if you're going for over 60 grams of carbs we want to get it from a few different sources of carbs because they all absorb differently um and have different speeds and you need to combine them to get up to that high level. Um, It's funny, we've actually just started, we've brought out our new race range, which has um, a product called um, Pure Performance Plus and it's race fuel. And we brought it out for this exact purpose because one serving is 90 grams of carbs and it's a new carbohydrate called cluster dextrin. So 
it's super high in carbs, but our body also absorbs it um, and it doesn't taste sickly sweet and it, it masks the taste of electrolytes. So we can really throw all these electrolytes into this solution um, because of this carbohydrate. So it's hard because I, that's such an all-round one, but you'd, you'd almost spread that out over a couple of hours. So if, if you say had half a serving of that, that's 45 grams of carbs, then you could have a gel or even two gels what should be another 50 so that's your that's your hours worth or you could have half a serve of that you could have one gel you could have some lollies or some chews um you also probably want to spread out your real food throughout the day as we just mentioned before um stopping for lunch at goat's pass is great but i learned that then you start running again and you're like oh i don't know if that lunch was that good for the for the rundown so I think spreading out your food is a really good way to get your protein intake over the race period without, um, yeah, that big load on your stomach. So there's yeah. so many ways to get to that 90 grams of carbs and it's just what works for you. Um, remembering you need to get enough electrolytes and you also need to hydrate enough as well. So yeah, lots of things. <laughs> yeah. There's lots to think about there, isn't it? And, but actually if you get a piece of paper and actually draw a bit of a table, you can actually, everything's got, um, uh labels and things on it or you can google it and figure out how much a banana carbohydrates a banana's got so you can figure this stuff out and sort of do a bit of the maths yourself and then actually go and try it try it trial it see how it actually goes and how it sits for you as you've been um saying yourself i'm, a I'm actually uh looking forward to trying yeah 100 percent I'm looking forward to trialing this new product. Sandra actually came home the other day and uh, I see a, a bag of this new magic formula sitting on the bench. So I've got my eyes on it thinking that uh, maybe we need to give this a little bit of a whirl to see how it goes. Yeah. It will have it's to be like in a new a... revolution in sports nutrition. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. It, it will have, have to be to in a session though, Angus. So you can't just sort of go rolling around the block. Um, I have okay. to say that I actually tried it. I did the Oxman event not too long ago and um, a couple of weeks back and I had a prototype version that uh, that was given to Oscar at the front runner and I sort of managed to grab <laughs> grab some of that actually and and looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, hundred it was 100 to 90 grams of carbohydrates in a drink bottle. How am I going to do that? So put that in and then had, uh, had I was nervous. I put a drink of uh, some water with it as well to sort of go around. But yeah, as you say, like it actually went down really well. Like it wasn't sickly sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, like got, that's a lot of uh, carbohydrates to get down in an hour just as a result of drinking, drinking that solution. So no, well done. It's good. And, and I'd recommend it. It went really well. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Endorsed and I think, um, I mean, that brings, <laughs> yeah and I think as a sports nutritionist it's so important like yes I started a supplement company 10 years ago but as a nutritionist it's what works for you and so you can never be offended if someone doesn't like your product or it's literally what works for you so nutrition mm. is such a complex thing so that's why this practicing before race day is so important because just because your best mate's doing that and it's like the greatest thing since, you know, sliced bread and it's just amazing doesn't mean it sits well with you. Um, so you've got to really get out there and give it a go for yourself. But in terms of coast to coast, that product is like, I, we could not be more happy with it. It just mm -hmm. literally delivers what it needs to do. And like, for example, the electrolytes in it are six times more than our regular hydration. Um, but it doesn't actually taste that salty because this cluster dextrin masks it all. So it's pretty... Um, yeah, it's pretty special in the nutrition space. 
Yeah, cool. You've done very well with that. That's awesome. Um, and as back to your point about practicing and having coming with dof- different options, I think the other key point around nutrition is just variety, isn't it? Because if you train on the same thing all the time and then go and race race it, if you don't, if you're sick of it, you probably won't have it. So then you're not going to fuel your body as well. So have a few different things up your sleeve as well. Is I think also super important. I, just here in the background. Yeah, and I think here. that's a good point for race day. Oh. That's no, a good right. point for race day because um, my glint. Oh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. My glimpse into race day um, was an athlete that just did not want mango gels anymore. That was her favorite gel. She had them all through training. That's all she wanted. And come race day, she was every transition. She was like, stop giving me mango gels and got so aggressive with i wasn't actually the crew but i was just like oh my god these athletes so you really make sure you um your support crew have plenty of flavor options and yeah be prepared to deviate from the plan it's just uh a slight delay there obviously going on but i've been just in the background here i've been doing a bit of marketing genius work here uh, for this endurance, new pure performance endurance. And I don't know, you can take this, Marewa, if you want to your marketing team, but I've got the slogan, I've got it nailed. Uh, it's endorsed by Richard Greer, multi coast to coast, two day individual bridesmaid. <laughs> hey, I think I've won the bit means. That still counts, does it? No, nah, yep. Yeah, okay. Bridesmaid. I'm ever the bridesmaid. Marketing too. genius. <laughs> thank you thank you very much we'll Angus. have to get a quote from you and we might we can pop it on the packet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you want that it, it, great at getting seconds and thirds <laughs> yeah. yeah almost almost yeah maybe um, that's a secret though that's right yeah we shouldn't have we can we make sure this podcast doesn't go live can we keep it keep it secret that will be good um have you got anything else to share, <laughs> yeah. Marewa, as a result of uh, all these nutrition things that we've been talking about? Any sort of last, last comments from you? No, I just think um, enjoy it, practice so you can enjoy it. It's Yeah, it's going to be a massive couple of days or day, day out there. So nutrition really is one of the most important factors. Use the race week to do everything you need to do to build up well so that includes like nitrate loading if um you don't know about beetroot look up beetroot it's such an easy way to get another bit of edge or make it easier on yourself it's not just for those winners it actually nitrates help increase blood flow so that's more oxygen to your muscles so i mean who doesn't want that so there's there's so much out there that can help you without actually um yeah without your natural fitness and and what have you so I think um, we invest all this time and money into these events, yet often nutrition's just forgotten. So don't be afraid to invest. I know you have um, dietitians, Richard, um, Mm. you can connect people with. um, There's plenty in Christchurch. Um, Just, yeah, get out there. and I mean, don't be afraid to invest some resource into it because it will um, pay off tenfold. That's great advice. And have you got a discount code, I think, for Coast to Coast? Can I say, can I say, come... Uh, yes, we do have a discount code, which I had to frantically um, message our marketing um, team to find. So I think it's C2C15, which gives you 15% off the entire range as well. Um, and we will be at the Rego. So if anyone you know, needs to stock up there, we'll have the full range um, at registration. But maybe don't try it on race day. No, but a good time to top up, isn't it? Good time to... to 
put some extras in the bag that you that you can dip dip into later on in the in the weekend. Mariah, th- thank you so much for uh, for coming on and talking nutrition with us. Uh, a big thank you to obviously to Pure Nutrition for being a part of the Kathmandu Coast to Coast, supporting it and doing all the things that we love. Uh, this whole community. Uh, thank you for coming on. Like you said, you will be there at registration. You'll also be there on the start line. So we're looking forward to seeing how the rocket fuel goes. Oh, we, actually, I expect that you are going to have like one of the best aid. Uh, you know, support crew aid station stops. You'll have queues of people where your gear is, won't you? Like, we, I assume you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to rope all our staff into actually just helping me rather than do the aid stations for the whole event. Um, but yeah, I'm going to need all the help I can get. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Marewa. Enjoy your training and enjoy Christmas. And uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the yeah, start you line. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Mariah. Cool. So nice to chat. We'll catch up soon. Thanks. Catch you later. Good job, Angus. Look at that. I've just made a little mistake there. But anyway, hey, hey, how about that? That's uh, nearly an end of another episode, mate, of season five of our Katmandu Coast to Coast uh, podcast. So many good things coming out of it. Don't forget. Um, hey, let's just quickly talk again. We mentioned at the top of the show about – um, the support crew package from from uh, Team CP. There's a couple of spots that have become available, and um, that is just due really to uh, a couple of people having to pull out, unfortunately, as um, through injury and through a few other bits and pieces and things. This is a support package that sells out every year. It is hard to get a spot in this. It is only limited. So yes, there is a couple that have that have uh, that have appeared. And so if you want to have some fun. Well, you're going to have fun over the weekend anyway, aren't you? But if you want to have some more fun while you're while you're uh, traipsing across from the west coast to the east coast, come join us. Yeah, that's right. It's a ready-made party. So, uh, and and uh, I guess we take care of the stress and uh, all those sorts of things. So you can just come and turn up and actually enjoy the event. So get in touch if uh, you want to know more about that. And if you've just, as I say, got any questions, um, feel free just to reach out and we can help you out um, to make sure that you can have a great time as well, just like we have with Rob. So got Rob sorted too. So um, Angus, just to finish up, key points, key takeaway for you. What's uh, sort of one key thing for you from the podcast today? Well, probably I'm going to be hit my peak and probably back myself to take on any athlete that's competing at the Kathmandu Coast to Coast on Christmas Day, and I'll be just as good as you eating uh, and being happy and having that afternoon nap. Just like that. Yeah, he's already got the afternoon nap dialed in. I like it. I like it a lot. That's that's good. My granddad always had an afternoon nap. I, I, didn't, I never knew he was an athlete. Yeah, that's right. It's definitely underrated the old nana nap. I think it's very, very good. Uh, you you do uh, hit the afternoon um, on the front foot after that. So yeah, digest that and uh, go and enjoy the rest of your day. I think um, the key thing for me, it's great to it's great to hear. It was great to hear from Sam in terms of what he's up to, and and I think as you've mentioned during the show, just that enthusiasm for the event, the adventure, the, the his family sitting down at the table saying. Okay, Dad, that's okay, but I think we need to be better here. So you need to do some more training. And uh, if you train more, you're going to enjoy it more. So um, I think that was a great wee tip from my perspective. 
Oh, I think so too. And I, I mean, like, just let's let's remember what this is. It's a, yep, it's a race. It's a, it's an adventure, but it's a community, and it's proven time and time again uh, that the, uh, you know, the coast to coast community is always there to help somebody. If you are struggling, if you need some motivation, just look around your community, your your local area. There's always somebody. I guarantee you, there's somebody that has something to do with the coast to coast and willing with information to share. Of course, you can always uh, be like Rob and binge listen to all of our previous episodes, previous seasons. There's hours of uh, untold rubbish that you could be listening to there, Richard. <laughs> oh, come on, Angus. We'll do all right. That's good. Um, so stay safe. All the best for your training. Have a fantastic holiday season. Make sure that you uh, you take a moment to take stock and reflect and also get excited about what's coming up as well. So um all the best. We'll see you in January for a next episode of the Katmandu Coast to Coast podcast. Absolutely. A big thank you, of course, to Katmandu, the Coast to Coast, to Team CP, uh, Richard, and to you, Richard, and to all our athletes out there. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Like you said, see you in 2024 when we start the countdown. It's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand. This. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one. Go!